I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Workcations are all over the headlines these days. From the Washington Post, workcations are the new vacations. From the Muse, WTF is a workcation. Hint, something you need now. From the Seattle Times, workcations are here to stay. Here's how to pull one off. From Rewire, the rise of the workcation and what it means for the future of work. And my personal favorite, the rise of the dreaded workcation. <laughs> so in this episode, we are looking at workcations, what they are, why you might want to take one or not take one the conditions under which it might make sense to take one, and what to do if you decide it's not for you. Now, I've got to tell you, as a professional communicator, I am not crazy about the term workcation. At its core, it's confusing. Are you working or are you on vacation? Those two things should be polar opposites. But the idea here is that you're working full-time, but from a different location. It could be a location that you'd probably want to go on vacation to. And in your off hours, you get to do some of those vacation activities that you might enjoy if you were traveling there for a true vacation. So enough with my digression on the term and its meaning, but clearly the people who coined the term didn't run it by me first. Now, imagine a workcation in its purest, finest, most ideal form. You wake up. You do a yoga class by the pool, maybe a quick swim after yoga, or you go for a jog on the beach, and then you prepare for your workday. You sit under an umbrella, poolside, getting work done, logging into meetings and enjoying different and probably tropical scenery. When a crisis arises, you take a quick dip in the pool to get yourself thinking clearly again, and then solve problems better and faster than ever before. The workday flies by, and before you know it, you're deciding between the tuna and avocado poke bowl or the shrimp with mango salsa for dinner. And does that pair better with the jalapeno margarita or a classic Mai Tai? In either case, not having to go to the grocery store, prepare the food yourself, or clean up afterwards is a treat in and of itself. And of course, after dinner, a long walk on the beach and a glorious sunset. Wake up the next day, rinse and repeat. Now, who wouldn't want that? It sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But hey, call me skeptical, but I'm here with you today to dig into the nitty-gritty of the workcation idea and help you decide if it's a good fit for you. 
So first, where did this idea come from and why are people doing it? Let's dial back to the early days of the pandemic when it was not safe to travel in the typical leisure traditions. We had crowded amusement parks and airlines and even historical sites would be too crowded to visit. Crowded beaches, even outside, posed a public threat to public health, especially prior to the vaccine becoming available. And people, especially those who really love to travel, were feeling pent up at home, especially after stay-at-home orders that lasted much longer than we ever thought they were going to. People wanted to be somewhere else, even if it meant still working. Now, recall so many people having changed jobs over the last year or so, and if you were one of those who changed jobs recently, you maybe didn't have many paid time off days at the ready to be able to take a regular vacation. Hence, a workcation. A cousin to the staycation, where people refrained from travel and stayed put, sometimes to do projects around the house or to explore their own city or area, or simply to enjoy their own home in a more leisurely fashion. Now, just as an aside, with all the work from home we've been experiencing over the past couple of years, staycations may have largely become a thing of the past, at least for the foreseeable future. Workcations, however, they are a different story. The idea is that you book a hotel, an Airbnb, or maybe you use a friend or relative's home while they're away. You park yourself there and you do the work from home thing in a different geographic location. Now, why might this be a good thing? Either for you or your employer or both? Well, number one, people who enjoy travel are generally happier when they're either traveling, planning for travel, or already have a trip planned that's on the calendar that they're looking forward to. So if you are a travel lover, a workcation could make you happier both in advance of said workcation and during. Now, reason number two why this might be a good thing. If you're newer in your position or in your career in general, you might not have a deep pool of paid time off hours or days to draw from. And a workcation might be a good compromise for you to see friends or family or explore a new area during your non-working hours, all without dipping into that limited supply of paid time off. Reason number three why this might be a good thing? Well, if you do a workcation, you won't come back from your travels feeling like you are a week or more behind. It's often the case when you return from a trip or a vacation that you spend endless hours digging yourself out from under an onslaught of email and other work that's arrived while you were away. And reason number four, if you are the employer Allowing your employees whose jobs are primarily work from home to essentially work from anywhere demonstrates a great deal of flexibility to your employees and can be a huge competitive advantage with both attracting and retaining a talented workforce. So there's definitely some upside, but it's not right for everyone. (laughs) Let's talk about why a workcation might be a terrible idea. And again, I've got you covered with four different reasons here, my friends. Number one, it could backfire. You might feel incredibly dissatisfied and disappointed and on two fronts. First, if it's a place that you've been longing to visit, 
you might feel cheated that you didn't get to fully explore the area or take in all of the attractions or whatever drew you to want to visit in the first place. Or you might be disappointed because upon your return to working from home, you feel neither rested nor refreshed. You might feel like you need a vacation after your workcation. Between working a full work week and then squeezing in as many sites or visits with friends and family as possible, you might come back more exhausted than you were before the workcation. Alternatively, you could fool yourself into thinking that you're rested and relaxed and in fact come back more burned out than ever and not even realize it. Reason number two why a workcation might be a terrible idea. Well, boundaries are harder to enforce than ever with work from home, and that's going to be no different on a workcation. Those boundaries could get blurred in either direction, from working so much and not enjoying the new location, much like we do when we're working from home, to the other end of the spectrum where you're enjoying the new location so much that you don't put in a full week of work. And you might also need to time shift in order to still connect with your colleagues for meetings and collaboration. And what I mean by that is your workday might be at a very different time. If you're many time zones away, that might be really difficult and might really put a damper on the experience for you. And reason number three why a workcation might be a terrible idea. If you're traveling with other family members or friends who are not on the same work schedule, you run the risk of disappointing them, yourself, or both. Let's say, for example, that you're traveling with your family and they want to take in the sights. Say, go to an amusement park and you need to stay back and work. It could make for a very strained cation. <laughs> Whether that's a workcation for you and a vacation for them, it could be a strained cation. If your spouse or partner could really benefit from having a second adult along at said amusement park to help take care of the kids and get on the rides and divide and conquer, well, they might be really frustrated with you working. And you might feel like you're really missing out. Or let's say you're visiting family. Maybe you're retired parents and you're working from their house in Arizona or Florida while they're there for the winter. There's a very real chance that they're going to want more of you than you have to give. And likewise, you might want to spend more time with them than your work schedule allows. Or maybe you're doing a workcation with friends who would rather be sipping drinks by the pool than working. Maybe their work ethic or their work hours are different from yours, and you may feel frustrated feeling like you're chained to your laptop while they're sipping drinks around the pool in the sunshine. And one more reason why a workcation might be a terrible idea. Number four, from the employer's side. If your organization doesn't have a clear policy on this, and many don't, of course, because it's so new and because it's cropped up at a time when the context itself, which is working through a pandemic, has brought with it so very many challenges for employers to grapple with, that there's a good chance your employer doesn't have a clear policy on this, and you may throw caution to the wind and just do it anyway, as in asking for forgiveness rather than permission well, you might run the risk of getting in hot water with your manager or alienating your coworkers or both. Now, I know some tech companies are embracing a work from anywhere policy, and if that is the case, you might have an easier time of it. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? making this podcast. 
When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. There's another reason from the employer's side why it might not be a great idea. If you've banked a bunch of paid time off that isn't being taken, or others in your organization have, doesn't even have to be you, that paid time off is a liability on the books of your organization. And they would much rather that you take a cut of that vacation time that you have coming to you and use that up. It's a cut and dry vacation. Use up some of those hours. They may much rather have you doing a true vacation rather than a workcation. Now, again, there are pros and cons to both sides of this, like we've just discussed. So who would a workcation be great for? Well, I've given this some thought, and I think a workcation would be great for you if you meet some of the following, or maybe all of the following criteria. Number one, you are someone who loves travel and has really been missing travel and who is going to enjoy the positive anticipation of the trip for weeks, if not months in advance, as well as thoroughly enjoy the time spent on the vacation or the workcation, as well as the memories of the workcation afterwards. A workcation would also be great for you if you are someone who is either traveling alone or has travel companions who would be on the same schedule and have or can share similar work-life boundaries with you so that you're generally working at the same time and generally being leisurely at the same time. And number three, a workcation would be great for you if you are someone who is not traveling with children, at least not young children. But I am also going to go out on a limb here and say teens as well. Parents have so many things that distract them from being fully present with their kids. It can be confusing and frustrating for kids to be in a more exciting than usual place with you, and you have to work the whole time. It doesn't set a good example, and it really doesn't do anything to strengthen your relationship with them. So for some, if you meet, again, all or most of those criteria, you love travel, both anticipating and the act itself, you're either traveling alone or you have travel companions who have similar mindset and work schedules, and you're not traveling with children, well, in that case, it might be great for you. But let's say you didn't meet most or any of those criteria. What could you do instead if you decide that a workcation is not right for you? Well, number one, the most obvious is take a real vacation. Plan the time off, schedule it in your calendar, and it has huge mental and physical benefits especially if you have a stressful job and face it these days, most of us do. So go on a true vacation. Now I could go on and on about the benefits of unplugging from your work for a full week or two and doing so with either family or friends, or if you truly enjoy traveling alone, then by all means, take that vacation solo. Another thing that you could do instead, idea number two, is you could take a workcation vacation combo. 
So let's say you're going to be gone for a full week and maybe the weekend before and the weekend after. Well, take 20 hours of vacation time and work four hours a day. So work half days each day. And if you have family members along, this could be a really good compromise, especially if you can work those four hours each day, let's say early in the morning, while your family takes a more leisurely start to the day. Now, side note, this really might be challenging if you need to be logged into meetings with colleagues or clients or other stakeholders at certain specific times of the day. Your colleagues, clients, and stakeholders might not be on your same timetable. And idea number three for what you could do instead if a workcation is not right for you. If you do have kids and you and your spouse or partner want to do a workcation, you could get grandparents or some other relative or family friend to stay with your kids while you're gone. That way, the vacation benefit of being relieved from what I often call your second job, your parenting duties, you get relieved of those and you and your partner can plan your work and leisure time to sync up so that you get some couple time as well. So those are three ideas of things that you could do if you decide a workcation is not right for you. Take a vacation, do a workcation vacation combo, or if you have kids, get someone else to watch the kids while you and your spouse or partner do a workcation. Now, as for me, I could easily do a workcation by myself or with an entrepreneur friend, or maybe even with a friend who has a corporate role. I could not and would not even attempt a workcation with my family. It is far too precious to continue to make memories with my teenage kids when traveling with them, rather than having them watch me work and potentially be angry and resentful that I'm working instead of enjoying my time with them. Whether it's a workcation or a vacation, I hope you have something planned and on your calendar or you are in the planning process. Remember, in addition to the actual travel itself, the anticipation of travel can bring you great joy. I see you, my friend, sipping on a frozen mango margarita under a palm tree, gazing at the sunset. I see you refreshed, relaxed, and ready for whatever is next, whether it is a workcation or a vacation that brought you there. Until next time, be well, my friend, and plan a travel getaway. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, And this is Working Conversations.